everybody. Welcome to the Laguna Beach podcast. As always, it is your host, Kelly. I'm so excited for this week because we got some Kristen and Steven news finally. Of course, by news, I mean a photo, but I will take it. And I'm going to talk about that at the very end of the podcast. This episode of The Hills that I'm about to go through is really great, too. I will say it is a little triggering. There's a lot of gaslighting, so I just wanted to give that little heads up. I also have some exciting news. I've decided to, for now at least, stay the Laguna Biatch podcast, not take Laguna out of it. Just because, you know, I was getting a lot of back and forth. A lot of people were for it. Some were against it. And I may have opened the doors a little bit to other shows. Someone from The Challenge is going to be joining the podcast. Not sure when we're going to record, but she agreed to it. And in my opinion, I know a lot of people have grown to dislike this person, but I still think she is one of the best female competitors ever to be on The Challenge. In a way, she became the face of the, cha- of the challenge until recently, and I'm not going to tell you who it is yet. I gave some hints on the Facebook page, but yeah, I hope that you guys will like that, and if you don't watch the challenge, I suggest you start because it's a really good show and there's a lot of drama. It's like Survivor. I've never really watched Survivor, actually, so I can't like 100% say that, <laughs> but yeah, I hope you guys are doing well. This has been a good week for me, I would say. Um, Work wasn't too bad. And it's funny, when I put the questions up, a lot of people, they're like, well, how's work going? Because I know it wasn't going well for a little bit. And honestly, I think that certain people who I work with were listening to the podcast and telling my boss about it. So you know what? I'm just, work, when I'm not at work, I'm not going to talk about work. And I'll just leave it at that. I know last week I said I was going to also talk about Backstreet Boys vs. NSYNC, but this week there was a lot of pop culture. So I'm going to save that for a rainy day. I'm going to save that for a week when it was really, when it's really quiet. But don't worry, we will talk about that. I need to get my ammunition ready for Team BSB. So the episode that we're covering this week is episode 316, season 3, episode 16. And it is called A Night at the Opera. I hope you know what episode this is just for me saying that. Sometimes I call it the dumpster chat episode. As always, we start with a Lauren recap, and she says, Audrina was still holding out for Justin to treat her like a real girlfriend. So, I mean, we know that even though Justin has said they're dating, and he's now, you know, Justin underneath is Audrina's boyfriend, he's still not treating her like a real girlfriend, and he's still just, like, burping in her face while she tells stories. Lauren ends the recap by saying, Sometimes when you're finally done fighting... The fight comes to you. What does that mean? What's going on? I don't know what that means, Lauren. But we're going to find out. We're going to find out in a little bit. So the morning starts with Lauren and Audrina in their kitchen. And Audrina says, I have something to tell you. And Lauren's like, tell me. Now, actually, I am going to let Audrina tell you. Because we're about to be introduced to someone who will become a big part of this series. And just so you know, this is a very audio clip heavy podcast. But as always, I'll give you the heads up. And I'm going to play the audio clip right now. I went out to this new club called Green Door. And I'm standing there talking to my friends. And these two girls are standing behind me. And I turn around and she's like, cut. My name's Stephanie Pratt. And I just want you to know that you're a bitch. And you and Lauren are done. I met that girl before. I didn't have no idea he had a sister. She's a loony. Kind of looks like him too. It's a she Pratt. It is a she Pratt. 
That's the thing. It's like the only thing worse than Spencer is a she version of Spencer because she's capable of all the same things. But at the end of the day, a guy can't hit a girl. A girl can hit a girl. That's right. She Pratt. She Pratt herself, Stephanie, is around now. And I don't know if you guys are aware of how Stephanie even ended up on the show. Basically, she decided she wanted to be on the show. That is what she did. And there's a part of me... Like Spencer says that Stephanie just showed up at the club and started a fight with Lauren to be on the show. But I kind of wonder if Spencer told her to do that just so him and Heidi would have some allies. Because, I mean, their storyline was kind of dwindling and there wasn't really much holding them on to Lauren in the show anymore. Because all they were doing was having, you know, wedding talk in their apartment. So there's a part of me that wonders if Spencer was kind of like, hey, show up and, uh, and mess some stuff up. And Stephanie was like, I'll do it. But then again, I think Stephanie's out of her mind and Stephanie would do it by herself without being told. Speaking of the Spidey apartment, we are now at the Spidey apartment and we are officially introduced to Stephanie. She walks in and hugs Heidi and she's like, where are the jellyfish? And Spencer says, they went on vacation. To mom's house? No. And then Heidi quickly says the electricity went off and they died or something. Or she says they almost died. I don't know exactly what she says, but the electricity got shut off. And Spencer quickly says that's because Heidi forgot to pay the bill. And they keep like bickering back and forth and flirting, I guess. And Steph says that she's never seen two people more in love. Heidi's just kind of sitting there looking at Stephanie and she goes, do you and your parents know about the wedding? Because you know that she's like, I don't think Spencer has told anybody we are engaged and I'm nervous. But Stephanie kind of laughs and she's like, yeah, it's going to be in Tibet, right? So during this conversation, you realize that Stephanie and Spencer truly are the same person. And that's probably why they don't get along at all in real life. But they keep talking about the weddings and how Steph wants to get married in Croatia. And Spencer's like, that's how the Pratts do it. We do it big. When we get married, we go global, blah, blah, blah. Then Heidi quickly says, she goes, I want a church and I want a priest. And Stephanie was like, I just got ordained and I can be a minister. And Heidi just shakes her head. She goes... Yeah, I don't want that. (laughs) But Heidi does seem like awkward and out of place a lot of times in this episode. Next scene, we are having a Lauren and Audrina couch moment and they're planning to go out and choose to go to this place called Opera. And we find out that Audrina has reached out to Justin Bobby, but he hasn't called her back or anything. And Lauren says, you need to have a relationship that functions. Now, like I said, there are a lot of audio clips in this episode, in this podcast episode. So I'm going to play another clip about Audrina explaining a night out with Justin. And I understand that guys, like, they can't help it when, like, a cute girl walks by or it catches their eye. But with Justin, it's like, come on, like, you don't need to do it to every girl that walks by. You mean he, like, turns girls out in front of you? Well, we were at Scorpions and these two girls walked by and he's just totally like that. We're like, what are you doing? Like, I don't care, but I want him to be more attentive and he's not doing it. He just doesn't care. So, like, whenever we're together, it's so different than when we're out in public with friends. And it's like whenever we're out, it's like we don't know each other. And then whenever we're together, we're, like, together, you know? If you guys were hermits, you'd have, like, the perfect relationship. Pretty much. This is just a reminder to know your worth, ladies, and understand that if a guy treats you like shit in public but nice to you in private, like, that's a red flag. As I've said before, we have all dated Justin Bobbies in the past. So I can't, like, fault Audrina for that. I probably would have fallen for filthy Justin Bobby as well. But yeah, just a reminder to know your worth and don't let someone treat you like shit. So now we are at opera. We are at the nightclub opera, and they show the main door, 
And it's weird because, like I said, it's the main door and there must be some kind of projector screen. I sound like 100 years old how I'm going to explain this. But there's like a projector screen that when you walk in and it literally looks like a screensaver from like Windows 98. It's very, it's an interesting look. So when you rewatch this, just, just keep your eye out for this door. It's very prominent and I don't know. It just threw me off, like seeing a Windows screensaver. But again, if you watch along with the podcast episodes, you'll understand what I'm talking about. And if you don't, then just just ignore what I said. (laughs) But Justin, Bobby, Audrina, and Lauren are sitting at a private table, and they're smiling, having fun. Brody shows up, and of course, he gets his hug. He, like, sees Lauren, and Lauren's like, I know, I have to give you a hug. Frankie's there, and he asks Justin, Bobby, he's like, "Where where have you been? (laughs) and Justin Bobby gives the most Justin Bobby response. He goes, I don't know, where have you been? And Audrina quickly gets in between them and she goes, he's been in La La Land. He doesn't even have time for anyone, not even me. And I feel like you can just feel this tension building. So this whole night, I mean, this pretty much all this episode takes place during this scene at opera. So like I said, the tension's really building between Justin Bobby and Audrina. Audrina's being like, she's over being treated like shit, as she should be. And then we hear Brody utter something that shakes us all to the core. He says, oh my God, that's Spencer's sister over there. Now, I need to play another audio clip. It may not be the best audio clip, but it's an important Stephanie Lauren Brody audio clip because Stephanie's just out of her mind. So I'm going to play that in three, two... One. So as Stephanie and Roxy walk away, Lauren just goes, don't fight other people's battles for them. And Stephanie's already far enough away, but I genuinely feel like if this was filmed now, Stephanie would be like throwing drinks and it would have been crazy. It wouldn't have been like Lauren's just going to sit there and take it and Stephanie's not going to throw drinks in her face. But the weirdest part of the whole thing, I think, is when Stephanie's like, Brody, come home with us. (laughs) Like, what? And Brody's even like, what are you talking about? But everyone's kind of giggling because of how awkward it was and talking about it. And um, actually, Frankie says a quote that Kristen makes famous in later episodes. He goes, drama, drama, drama. There's always drama. But we see Justin Bobby like point to some girl and it looks like he's pointing for her to go outside, but he stands up and leaves. And Audrina says, good, now he walks away. I'm seriously, you know, she wants to say done, but she doesn't say done. It's just, I'm seriously dot, dot, dot. And Audrina is drunk in this episode. I just want to make that clear. Like, Audrina, I'm sure she gets more upset, so she drinks more. But by the end of this episode, Audrina's like drunk, drunk. 
Or so it seems. I don't know if I need to say allegedly when it comes to drinking, but allegedly Audrina looks and sounds very drunk. But Justin Bobby ends up moving to another table. He's with this girl who looks kind of like a rocker chick. She has like a white shirt on, red hair, purple lipstick. And Brody announces to the table, he's like, what's Justin Bobby doing over there? And Audrina sees it. And then we hear Lauren quickly say, did he just kiss her? But it's a voiceover for both Brody and Lauren. We don't actually see either of them say it. So I wonder if they had to like re-record it or if it happened later in the night and they just threw in voice clips. But Audrina and Lauren end up leaving and Lauren's facial expression during this conversation is pure worried friend. Like, you know when you're with your friends, they're drinking and you're like, I have three minutes to get this bitch in an Uber before she has a meltdown. And I feel like that's what Lauren's going through right now because Audrina is going through it. She just saw some guy who she really likes kiss somebody else in front of her. Like, that's not a good feeling. But Lauren's like, are you okay? And Audrina says, no, I want to cut him off. I'm dead serious. So I'm not sure who this blonde woman is with them, if she's a producer or a friend, but she seems older. She looks older than them. But again, she could just be a friend who's older. But she ends up saying he, she's like, he's on his way out, meaning Justin Bobby. So she had her eyes on the door and Lauren's just kind of like, fuck, like this is going to go wrong. Justin clearly sees cameras and he pulls his scarf down over his head. I don't know if it's a hood or a scarf or what, but he's trying to sneak past MTV. And guess what? You cannot sneak past MTV. But Audrina like kind of goes after Justin. She shoves him and he's just laughing, smoking a cigarette. And this random rocker girl seems to know who Audrina is. And she's like, you know, you did. You kissed him. And the rocker chick goes, Audrina, I didn't kiss him. I'm so fucking done with both of you. Audrina then shoves her. And then she quickly says, he's laughing at me. He doesn't care. Meaning Justin, of course. Because again, he's like laughing at her, smoking a cigarette, like pouting his lips. It's a very weird, it's sad. It's a sad scene. It's very stressful. This whole scene's very stressful. And like I said, like, I feel like it's kind of triggering if you've ever been in a really tough relationship. So if you're rewatching this, like just a heads up, this might trigger some feelings. But Lauren is now in mom Fred mode. She has to kick that in. And I mean, you know what I mean by mom friend. Again, it's back in that like, We have three minutes to get my friend in this Uber before she has a meltdown. But now Justin Bobby's actually there. So I feel like Lauren just wants to get away from Justin, kind of make sure Audrina's okay because she's like, let's just go across to the parking lot and get the car there. And Audrina's like, okay. So Justin's trying to block them from leaving. He he keeps stepping in front of them. And you hear Lauren say, Justin, just leave her alone. But Justin follows behind them and Lauren and the other blonde woman keep trying to keep their bodies between Justin and Audrina, trying to like body block Justin so he can't grab Audrina. And Lauren's like, are you okay?" She's like, no, but I had to see it with my own eyes. So um, the body blocking didn't really work. (laughs) Justin ends up grabbing Audrina's arm and she starts to yell at him. I'm done. Know what his response to that is? You're done. Okay, you've said that to me like 20 million times already. Audrina and Justin kind of go off to talk. They go by the dumpsters and Brody, Frankie, and Lauren are just kind of standing there waiting. And Brody, of course, goes, so uh, should we just leave him? And Lauren says, I'm not going to leave her behind a dumpster with the guy who just made her cry all night. Then it kind of fades to black commercial break. (laughs) But we're back into the Audrina and Justin Bobby scene. And it's just a mess. He's just gaslighting her and making her out to be the one in the wrong for overreacting. He says, she, Audrina ends up saying, you don't care about me. And he says, 
honey, you're in my heart and I care about you more than you'll ever know. Uh, Again, such a Justin Bobby thing to do. I feel like he tries to sound so deep and so like fake woke, but he's just not. Now I'm going to play audio clip number 1000. Again, thank you guys for understanding that sometimes audio clips are important. I understand they're not the best quality. Doing my best. I'm really trying to make these better, (laughs) but I'm not like a tech not audio tech. I'm not an audio tech. Editing my own podcast is a lot of work and I don't know how to fix audio clips yet. I'm working on it though, I promise. But I'm going to play this audio clip in three. And obviously, just a heads up, like he is very gaslighting. It's kind of like not fun to listen to how horrible he is to her. But I'm going to play it in three, two, one. I just keep waiting around for you to make a decision and I just I can't keep a, waiting. It's not about a decision whatsoever, at all. So you don't care if I went and dated other guys? Of course I would. I mean, I'm not... I mean, seriously, truly? Of course I would. But I think through this whole time... No, and I wait around for you to call and, like, ask me out. You don't do it, so I just sit there and wait. Do you think that's fair to me? It's not fair to you. I don't... I apologize. So you hear Audrina. She's like, I'm so over this. I don't want to do this anymore. And his response to her question about her wanting to be like more serious is truthfully, if you can bail from this and keep moving on and you're ready to move on or you can call and talk and Audrina quickly says, the only way I can move on is if I don't talk to you or see you. He goes, okay, and you think that's possible? I mean, truly, he says. He's like, He's all rude to her because she's starting to actually stick up for herself and Justin Bobby's not into that. But Audrina ends up like folding into him. He kind of pulls her into a hug and she leans into him and he asks her to go home with him. Tell me yes or I'll walk away is what he says to her. But they end up getting in a car and they end up leaving together. And you're kind of like, what the fuck just happened? This is some Ronnie and Sam level scene. Like this is maybe not Ronnie and Sam. I guess I shouldn't say Ronnie and Sam. But this scene is really, really hard to watch. And it's really sad because you see how emotional Audrina is. And you're watching Justin just make her seem like she's the crazy one when she's not crazy. But after they leave, Lauren, Brody, and Frankie are kind of like, what the fuck? And in a behind the scenes thing, I think it was like the 10 year look back with Lauren. She talked about this episode and she talked about how they were standing in that parking lot for like 40 minutes. They were kind of just waiting for the argument to be over and Lauren was ready to just go home. But they were fighting for like 45 minutes and then they left together and Lauren was like, well, what the hell? But looking at this with adult eyes, I'm like, the Hills didn't, a few people have asked me if I thought the Hills made young women hate the way they looked. I've said before, like, no, the Hills in Laguna did not have that effect on me. I thought I was fat in second grade when I saw Britney Spears. But anyway... I do think that the Hills had me believe that like really toxic, abusive relationships are okay. We went from like love triangles on Laguna to abusive relationships on the Hills. That was a big jump to take. But all jokes aside, I do think that the Hills made me think that dating a bad boy and being treated like shit was an okay thing. The next morning, we're at the Spidey apartment and Stephanie breaks down the drama from the other night. She tells them that she saw Brody with Lauren, Audrina, and the guy who looks like a wannabe Wilmer Valderrama. I don't know why that kills me for Frankie, like how to describe Frankie, 
But the way she says it just makes me laugh. I'm like, okay, all right. But as Stephanie is telling this story, I feel like you can see how uncomfortable Heidi is. I think this was before she really leaned in and really embraced being a reality star villain. I think she was still trying to keep the peace at least a little bit. But Stephanie quickly says, she's like, she didn't make Audrina choose. She doesn't like her boyfriend who, by the way, kissed some redhead. And Heidi quickly goes, what did Audrina do? I have no idea, but he seems like the nicest one out of all of them. Then Spencer decides to pop in and he says, bottom line, if we broke up tomorrow, she'd be like, I heard the good news. Let's go to lunch. And again, Heidi's just staying quiet. She doesn't really want to be involved in this conversation. And then she she like puts a damper on their conversation because she's like, anyway, I'm so sick of talking about these people. And Spencer quickly goes, well, Heidi, let's get you some earmuffs because Stephanie and Spencer are the same person and just feed into one another. Now we're at Sony. Um, Audrina obviously needs to fill Kiara in on all the drama. Audio clip time. Audio clip, audio clip. In three, two, one. There is so much that I want you to opera. Uh-huh. And Justin was there, and he was making out with the redheaded <gasps> the bar. Yeah, I couldn't believe what I was saying. I'm just like, this isn't happening. I was like, no. Like, no one was there. Everyone was leaving. I was like, he thought you left, so he went to the yeah. bar and made out with some chick. That's what he does probably when I'm not around. So I was like, seriously, it's over. Like, no, that done. is the last it. thing. It's, 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 it's like the straw that broke the camel's back. That was it. Well, then I get in the car, and then he gets it, and I'm like, so my friend Kelsey, she's like, where do you want me to drop you off? And like, take him to his apartment. So we dropped him off. We didn't talk the entire time in the car. It was silent. We dropped him off, and he's like, come on, I'll take you. I'm like, no, I'm serious. This is it. It's over. Go, leave. Have you, has Don't he called call you or anything since? Yeah, he doesn't think I'm serious, and he wants to talk to me. So I'm like, Justin, I'm not joking this time. It's over. Like, look at me. I'm dead serious. And you can only take so much abuse to a certain extent before you, you know, you respect yourself more than that. Don't let him. But I still have to see him. I did for good. And you have to hold strong to that, though. Like, don't. Oh, I know. Don't give in. So I don't know how old Kiara is. I don't know how much older she is than Audrina. I have no idea her age. But you can see like a physical twitch when she says abuse. Because I don't know. I feel like that's a hard conversation to have with people. To be like, you're in an abusive relationship and you need to get out of it. That's not an easy conversation to have. And especially with like a coworker that maybe you're not super close to. But you can tell she almost doesn't want to say abuse. Because, again, that word holds a lot of weight. And Audrina doesn't seem to really, you know, care that she said that. But you could get a different reaction if you were like, your boyfriend's being abusive towards you. I've seen it. And someone could get really defensive. And, of course, there's a whole bunch of psychology behind that. I'm just saying, Kiara, you could actually see her, like, physically try and hold back. But she just had to say the word. Now it is nighttime and we see Justin (laughs) Bieber. I almost said Justin Bieber. (laughs) We see Justin Bobby pull up to the apartment complex and he looks good. It looks like he showered. He looks better than he did the night before or two nights before or whatever. But he walks up to the apartment and he's knocking on the door and um, Audrina like looks through the little peephole. He covered it up because that's what Justin Bobby does. And then they sit down on the couch and the breakup scene comes. And during this scene, Audrina is wearing this striped flowy tank top that I remember like Hilary Duff wearing. I don't know why this tank top has been ingrained in my memory, but if you were to watch it, you'd be like, oh my God, I definitely know that tank top. But again, this is when Audrina is really standing up for herself and really being like, we're done, we're over. And Justin Bobby is basically calling her a crazy person. 
So this is the last audio clip. This is the last clip of the whole episode. So I'm going to play that so you can hear. Again, it's gaslighting. It's awful. But Audrina stayed strong, and we love that for Audrina. I really don't. You didn't kiss her. No, I didn't. And that's what trips me out the most is the fact that people run up, and you run up to me and say that I kissed her, and I don't even know who you're talking about. I saw her. She kissed you. You guys, I saw you, and you, you so saw, did other but you people can look the me entire night. And I feel like you can just hear the frustration in Justin Bobby's voice. He's like, no, let me still have control over you. Let me still play these mind games with you. And Audrina's just like, no, we're not doing it. And I don't really remember how Justin Bobby comes back into the picture. So I'm not going to say too much. It's kind of funny because I feel like a lot of these episodes really blend together. I have no idea what happens next episode. And that's kind of exciting for me. But that is how the episode ends. Audrina stands up for herself against Justin Bobby. He doesn't like it, as you can tell from his response. But she does it, and we're proud of her. We're happy that she's standing up for herself because that is an important thing to do. Now, before I get into some pop culture stuff, I'm in like a weird, I'm in a weird place because I really obviously miss having a pet. I really miss Girl, having her for, you know, 19 years. Today is actually the five-month anniversary of her passing away. And I kind of want a pet, but I also don't know if I'm ready for a pet. You know, I, I, even the thought of like getting a new pet makes me cry. <laughs> I've thought about it. I've almost went and met a cat, but I mean, I got really upset. I'm like, I can't replace it. I can't replace girl. Like she's irreplaceable hundred percent. But yeah, that's just been something that's been heavy on my mind. And I was kind of wondering if any of you have been through losing a pet and like how you got over it, not get over it. Cause you, I don't think you ever fully get over it. But I don't know if I'm ready to move on because I don't, I mean, I think I'm just really lonely. I think I'm upset because I can't go home, as you've heard me complain about for the past three or four episodes now. But I think I need, I feel like I need something to just like come home to instead of my couch and my TV. But yeah, that's just something I've been thinking about. And if you've ever been through anything like that, please let me know because I'd love to talk about it a little bit more. Also, I got a lot of great feedback about the ghost stories. (laughs) Thank you guys for listening and enjoying that because, again, it's something that's really personal to me. And I feel like if you don't believe in it, if you don't feel, you know, stuff like that, if you don't like believe in paranormal stuff or whatever, it's hard for you to relate to it. But a lot of you were like, oh, yeah, I have dreams like that, too. And I was like, cool. I don't feel like a crazy person. (laughs) So before we talk about Kristen, Steven and Jay deleting his Instagram, I want to talk about all other pop culture stuff. I want to get that out of the way. Then we're going to dive a little bit into all that. But in exciting news, JoJo, you guys know I think JoJo is one of the most underrated vocalists of our time. If she wasn't in that shitty ass record deal, she would have been huge. She opened the door for a lot of people, I think. And I don't think she gets the credit that she deserves. 
If you get a moment, listen to her remix of Marvin's Room. I still listen to that. It came out when I was like 20 or 21, and I still love it. But anyway, JoJo and Demi Lovato are coming together for a song, and I'm excited. I'm excited about it. I think their voices are crazy good. I just hope um, they don't try and, like, outsing each other, if that makes sense, because they are such, like, powerhouse vocalists. But I'm excited. I'm excited to see what comes of that. Now, we, of course, we have to talk about Megan Fox, Machine Gun Kelly, and Brian Austin Green. This is, like, take 1,000. So if this is for PR, they're doing a great job because I talk about them every week. But Megan Fox posted a picture of her and MGK with the caption, Achingly beautiful boy, my heart is yours. So what did Brian Austin Green do? Posted a picture of his four sons. The oldest one he had with his ex. The youngest three are all with Megan. With the caption, My achingly beautiful boys, my heart is yours. So that's some shade. That's some big shade. And I don't know. I don't really care for that. I don't think it's fair to like use kids when you're upset with your ex. I don't know. That's just me. But hey, they're bringing the drama. They know what they're doing, I think. (laughs) And their names are always on a TMZ or Just Jared or wherever you listen to um, pop culture. You're always seeing stuff about Machine Gun Kelly, Megan Fox. So they know what they're doing. E! News got canceled. And hell yeah. Actually, no, I am sad. You know, me saying hell yeah, that actually hurt me. You know, I joke about the E! News rat and all that, but it is sad. I loved E! News growing up. I used to watch it, like, every night, but it's canceled. And I thought it was weird how they moved it to, like, the morning, and then they moved it all to New York, I believe, instead of L.A. Who knows what's going to happen with E! I'm actually really curious because I'm 99% sure, like, Bravo bought E! I don't know if I'm right, but I do think I'm right. (laughs) So I guess we'll see what they're going to do. I'm curious what kind of reality shows they're going to have because... Obviously, Keeping Up with the Kardashians will never go anywhere. I genuinely don't think they'll ever cancel that show. But they don't have, like, very cavalier anymore for their Sunday night spot. So I'm just curious what they're gonna, what they're gonna bring to us. Well, I guess they'll bring that show that Kristen's hosting. I think that's on E! I, do, I still don't know really what it's about, but I know she is hosting a show. Tristan and Chloe are officially back together. To nobody's surprise, I feel like they've been together for months. So when they said that, when um, it started being reported, I was like, oh, really? It was almost like the Kardashians were like, okay, let's go more public with these two. So all eyes are off Kim and Kanye for a little bit. But yeah, apparently they're back together. And I guess we'll see what happens with that. One thing that has been driving me crazy all week are celebrities sticking up for Ellen DeGeneres. I know I've seen like Ashton Kutcher, Kevin Hart, um... Jay Leno stuck up for her, Katy Perry. And I don't know, I'm just kind of like, okay, well, you guys are celebrities, so it makes sense why she'd be nice to you. And I also feel like them being like, well, Ellen's always been nice to me. Ellen's always been kind to me. That takes a, like, well, you're not her fucking staff. She's probably awful to, like, her staff, as they've said. But to me, celebrities, like, coming out and saying all this to stick up for Ellen, it's kind of like, well, fuck you, peasants. She's always been cool to me. And maybe I'm not articulating this the way I want to. Maybe I'm not, like, putting it into words. But I do feel like it really almost takes away from everyone who's had bad experiences with Ellen. And like I said, it's starting to get a lot more steam. And I believe, you know, the 50 writers who've come out and said that she's really awful and rude, more than I believe, like, Ashton Kutcher who goes on her show to promote his stuff. And I actually like Ashton Kutcher. I just, I don't think that celebrities, like, 
standing up for Ellen and like saying I stand by Ellen is some big movement that they should be like super proud of. I get wanting to stick up for your friend. I really do. But I do also think that it's kind of taken away from the the quote unquote little people who have had really negative experiences with her. Teen Mom 2 is coming back. You guys know I love my teen moms. If you don't, try out Teen Mom Trash Talk. It is a podcast and they're hysterical. I love it. But it comes back like September 2nd or something like that. There's a lot that happens. I mean, Brianna gets tested for an STD and she says she has an STD like during the clip, the teaser clip. Then Kale is, of course, pregnant with her fourth baby and she actually just gave birth to him and she had an at-home birth. Which sounds, I mean, birth in general sounds really scary to me. I was in the room when my niece was born and it was very, it was a lot to take in. Cannot imagine doing that like on your bed at home. I, I don't know if it was on her bed, but you know what I'm saying. I give, I give women credit no matter what, whether they give birth at home or in a hospital. I don't like whatever, whatever it takes. But yeah, hearing that, and it was like a nine pound baby. That is not a small baby. That is a big baby to push out without any drugs. <laughs> She hasn't named him yet. She said she wants to give him a few days so she can get to know his personality. Chelsea just announced that she is pregnant again. So that is baby number four. And of course, it's with Cole, who's super hot, seems like a nice guy. And whenever I say that, people are like, yeah, but his voice. And I'm like, okay, if his voice is the only thing that's like really makes you not like him, he's doing okay. But yeah, like he's so hot. And then you hear his voice, you're kind of like, ooh, that's it. But I would say Chelsea and Cole are probably my favorite on Teen Mom. I love Macy and Leah, too. Um, Leah with her girls, who are all crazy. I love watching Leah and the girls. I will say that. Jake Paul. I don't follow YouTubers. Let me say that, actually, before I get into this. I don't discredit YouTubers at all. I think that they're really creative for the most part. But they a lot of them seem very problematic. That is what I have learned. And maybe I could find some that aren't super problematic, but the only ones I know of are the ones that you see in the news, obviously, like um, Jeffree Star, Shane Dawson, the Paul brothers, um, James Charles. Jake Paul's house was raided this past week by the FBI. They took guns. They haven't really talked much about why they raided his house, but there was a Crazy Days and Nights blind that says something to the effect of drug dealing and distribution of pornography without the people knowing. So just recording sex and selling it without any consent from the partners. So yeah, I guess we're going to see what happens. The Paul brothers really just bother me. So maybe this will be like the final nail in their canceled coffin. (laughs) It'll be interesting to see what happens though, because I know some people said that They think it's because he was rioting at the Scottsdale riots. I have no idea, but we're going to see what happens. And I will make sure to report on it, I promise. Another thing with, again, a problematic YouTuber, James Charles, ended up subtweeting Alicia Keys because Alicia Keys is coming out with a makeup line. And he said something to the effect of celebrities who know nothing about makeup shouldn't be in the makeup world. He ended up putting out a big apology about it. And he was like, and then I found out that it's actually, oh, because the reason he was upset is because Alicia Keys doesn't wear makeup. So he continued about how, you know, he's not the gatekeeper of the makeup community and all this stuff. And then he's like, and then I did a little more research and found out it's actually skincare, not makeup. And she doesn't wear makeup. So who's more perfect to promote skincare? 
What the fuck? Like, why can't James Charles just shut his fucking mouth sometimes? That's probably how people feel about me. But like, (laughs) James Charles just like, be quiet. Stop talking. Anyway, I'm excited for Alicia Keys skincare because I don't have like a skincare regimen at all. I don't know what to do. I just like sit there with my face under the water and sometimes use clean and clear blackhead remover. I have a little ice roller that I like. But other than that, I have no idea how to take care of my skin. All right, let's talk about Kristen and Steven. Let's talk about it. I'm excited. I'm ready. Hey, Alexa, will you play Invisible String by Taylor Swift? Now, if you listened last week, you knew that this was happening and I'm so happy to see it through. I mean, it hits you right in the nostalgic feels. I don't think these two have remained close over the years. Like I know Elsie and Steven have always been friends, but just seeing it warmed my heart. I have said it once. I've said it a thousand times. Kristen is a really smart marketer and I don't think she does anything by accident. I mean, she's in Laguna hanging out with Alex and Steven, really just hitting us again with the nostalgic feels. And I know that her and Alex have remained friends. So that wasn't too shocking to see. I do wish they took a picture together. I almost wanted to like DM Alex and be like, take a fucking picture together. I didn't. I didn't. I I held back. But Steven and Kristen, like I said, I don't think they've really remained close. I know she just recently started following him on Instagram. But I mean, she just got out of a rough divorce. The media was pretty hard on her after all the stories started to be pushed and like certain narratives were really pushed. And people seem to be siding with Jay for the whole divorce thing rather than with Kristen. But right now, nobody cares because she has a picture with Steven again. Like, I love that so much. And a few people have said that they hated it because she's clearly being thirsty for attention. But I got to be honest, I've been pretty parched for some new Laguna content. So I am all here for it. Like, this is my kind of thirst trap, right? Kristen and Steven hanging out is like a hot-ass thirst trap to me. But anyway, I mean, a lot of people are like, do you think this is for PR? Do you think they're back together? Yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah, it's for PR. They're not back together. Steven got his name out there for the first time in a little bit. And Kristen, this was a day or two before Kristen announced the eyewear launch with Diff Eyewear. And she also has her second cookbook coming out. She also broke, like, broke Instagram. (laughs) Not really, but you know what I mean. She broke the internet with that photo. I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. I love that they're both leaning into Laguna. And that's one thing I will always say about Kristen. She has never been one to shy away from Laguna. She has never been like, oh, I don't want to talk about it. I feel, I kind of feel like um, Lauren really has and Steven has to a point. But Kristen has always leaned into her Laguna roots. And that is something I'll give her credit for. She knows what the people want. People want to picture her and Steven. Guess what? They get a picture of her and Steven. And maybe people didn't even know that they wanted that picture. But once they saw it, they were like, wow, I want this. But we love it. We love Laguna nostalgia. And I am all here for it. I know that in season two of Very Cavallari, there was supposed to be a Steven and Kristen scene. But unfortunately, with timing and filming, they weren't able to make that work. So I'll take this instead. I'll take it instead. Now, right after that picture was posted, Jay ended up liking the picture and then deactivated his Instagram. A lot of people are asking me why I think he did it and all this stuff, but I think he just like was tagged in it a whole bunch. I could see that getting annoying. And one thing I was really thinking about is not many people are like, have I'm going to say it, have an invisible string to their high school boyfriend. A lot of people are able to like cut that off and maybe you think of them and you're kind of like, oh, I hope they're doing well or whatever. But Kristen has always been paired with Steven no matter who she's dated. She's married to Jay and there are accounts still like, oh, the hottest couple of 2006. Yes, I'm talking about myself. 
But, you know, they're still posting pictures of Kristen and Steven together and all this stuff. So there's always been Kristen, Steven. And, of course, with Very Cavallari, Jay and Kristen became, everyone loved them together. But there still was that moment of like, oh, well, Steven, most people can move on from that. But unfortunately, when you're on a reality show, when you're 17, that sticks. And I'm sure Jay was just overseeing it and over being tagged in it and over all of that. And I don't blame him. Maybe he'll come back to Instagram. Maybe he won't. He doesn't seem like an Instagram guy to me either way. I think he was really trying to like keep up with Instagram. But I don't think (laughs) I don't think Instagram is for Jay. So that is my take on that whole saga. Was it a PR stunt? Yes. Am I mad about it? No. Was Jay likely annoyed that he kept being tagged in a picture of his ex-wife and her high school boyfriend? Yeah, probably. Do I think he'll come back to Instagram? I don't know. (laughs) I feel like he was trying to become that influencer life. He was posting a lot of like beef jerky and stuff like that. And I was like, ooh, swipe up. I don't think, I don't think influencer life is for Jay. This week I was supposed to have Callie, one of my best friends on the podcast, and we recorded it. We tried, but she knows nothing about Laguna or the Hills. (laughs) So it was kind of tough and it was just like really weird for me to ask her questions about me, but I'll give you some recaps. I'll give you some recaps. She said her favorite part of Laguna was being at the beach. I asked her about the Kendra and Cammie night. We stayed with Kendra and Cammie one night in Laguna, and she said, I don't remember a thing, so it was fun. And then she said her favorite place to eat in Laguna was Gina's Pizza, and that's about it. (laughs) I know I talked a little bit about problematic YouTubers earlier, but Callie has a YouTube, and you guys should really check it out. She does a lot of makeup stuff, and she's obviously about to have a baby. She's getting ready to move into a new house, like three weeks before she's supposed to have this baby and she's going to be um doing a lot of like organization and decorating and all that stuff I'm excited to watch it so if you're interested in that it is Callie Guthrie just like search Callie Guthrie on YouTube and it's C-A-L-L-Y but obviously I think her stuff's great um and I'm really excited to be an auntie again I know I actually said that to somebody at work who used to work with Callie and I And she was like, you're not related to Callie. And I was like, oh, I'm not. (laughs) I was like, shut up. Leave me alone. (laughs) One other thing I want to talk about. I started watching Indian Matchmaker on Netflix and I really liked it. I did think the end, like the last few episodes really dragged on because I didn't care about the people that much. That sounds really rude. I didn't care for their storylines as much as I did for the first few people. And I also didn't like that the last episode, spoiler alert, if you haven't listened, I mean, if you haven't watched, But they didn't like go back to the first people in the first few episodes. I'm like, what happened to my girl Nadia? I need to know. I'm like invested in Nadia's life. But I thought it was a pretty good show. And it was a quick watch. There's only like eight episodes. They're like 40 minutes each. So I highly suggest that on Netflix. I've been trying to watch different shows. But I don't know. When I come home from work after staring at a screen all day, I just don't want to watch more TV. I have Big Brother recorded. I did promise that I was going to give it a try. I'm having a sick day today, so maybe I'll start it today. But yeah, that's kind of all I got this week. That's kind of it. I'm trying to think of other stuff. (laughs) Oh, Chris Pratt and Katherine Schwarzenegger just had a baby. They had a baby girl. For some reason, I really don't like Chris Pratt. I know a lot of people really love him, but there's something about him I just don't trust. But yeah, next week, maybe if it's a quiet pop culture week, I will do Backstreet Boys vs. NSYNC. And I actually saw this tweet that I wanted to read to you guys. Because I read it and then I started crying. Because I'm at this weird spot, right? Like, I just turned 29 and I'm like, 
holy shit, I'm almost 30, which is like a quarter of your life or a third. I don't know what I'm not good at math, but I was like, wow, these 29 years have flown by and I feel like I'm still not doing what I need to be doing. And I was talking to my mom about it and she's like, you're doing great. You're doing great, sweetie, basically. But I don't know. I'm like, I'm almost 30 and I don't have like a career I really love, but I do run this really fun Instagram and I do do this fun podcast. So hopefully something comes from this, but I don't know. It's just kind of like my professional life, I feel like is a little bit at a standstill. And obviously my love life is just non-existent, but I'm not really worried about that. I've always been more career focused anyway. And I say that (laughs) to make myself feel better. But you know what I mean? It's like, holy shit, I'm 29. And I still, I know I have so much life ahead of me. I know that. I know that a lot's going to happen. But I read this tweet and I'm going to read it to you guys. And it just like hit me in the feels. And I was like, ooh, I want to end the podcast off with this one. So this is from the Twitter, Cryptic Rosie. And it says, you haven't even met all of the people who are going to love you. I just wanted to end it on that feel-good moment. And I hope you guys have an awesome rest of your week. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye.